Chapter 8 The Pundits, the Prime Minister, and the Polling Booth. If voting changed anything, they'd make it illegal. Emma Goldman. October 2nd, 2008. Thursday. It's now four days after the Sunday crisis meeting. I announced my intentions to continue as an independent federal candidate at a press conference in my formal liberal headquarters, now stripped completely bare of anything useful. As a journalist, I'm accustomed to lobbing questions like grenades, but now I'm standing in front of a crowd of about 35 reporters ready to catch them. I'm prepared to be pummeled by the local press. But in spite of days of national condemnation as a 9-11 nut, an anti-Semite, I sense something totally unexpected, a slight hesitation to humiliate, a reluctance to draw blood. It's almost too ephemeral to articulate, but it's there. My heart seems to pause. Have my colleagues remembered who I am? That flicker of mercy ends the next day. In a move to distance itself from me, Information Radio, the primetime CBC morning radio show I loved and hosted for 10 years, imports an African-American civil rights authority for comment. The American reasons that if I could dehumanize the Jewish community, I could certainly do it to other communities as well. He declares me a potential threat to the local black community, a blow I certainly didn't see coming. I limp over to my informal desk at my local Starbucks, tucked away in a chapter's bookstore. It's a place I've always retreated to for a change of energy. It's a place to stare out the window over an endless cup of coffee and think. Just out of habit, I visit the magazine stands to straighten the display of Canadian Dimension magazines and, of course, verify that my column is printed on its end page. Vanity. When I pick up the latest issue of Maclean's, I discover myself in Mega Pundit, their then-weekly news roundup. Maclean's is telling thousands of Canadian readers that I have said this. The Jews were behind 9-11 as an excuse to alienate the West from the Arabs. They had tipped off other Jews in the towers so they could all save themselves, and further, scores of Jewish planners and about 4,000 alleged Jewish survivors all kept quiet, rather than tell the world the truth they knew and risk being despised. At this point, I'm not yet aware that Stephen Harper himself had put those words in my mouth almost a week earlier. I can hardly focus on the printed word in front of me. This sounds like the work of an imagination raised exclusively on comic books. I immediately dial McLean's to find out whether anyone there has actually gone to the primary source, my column. The response is frigid. A series of different voices are unable or unwilling to produce anyone who has read Get the Truth. The identity of Megapundit is not available. Not to me, in any case. The anonymous McLean's writers, and others like Mr. Harper, who commented on my column without reading it, have one thing in common. 
they modestly conclude that they are far too smart to believe the Jews were behind 9-11. But a certain dimwit, Leslie Hughes, about whom they knew nothing, is a simple-minded racist who does believe it and wants others to believe it as well. I do not. But what I actually wrote and believe no longer matter. It's great copy. The campaign soldiers on, and enough Winnipeggers have come to my defense that I occasionally think I might recover from my ignominy. Defiantly, I attend all the candidates' debates in my riding. Stephen Harper has instructed his candidates to avoid town hall debates as a waste of time. One evening, the incumbent, Joy Smith, has dutifully left her chair empty. Not one to miss a laugh. I make a big production of taking her seat, vowing to do the same in Parliament. Listening to this on the phone, Mrs. Smith is not amused. I spend election night, October 14th, in the riding, in a sports bar, accompanied by the clacking of billiard balls and the smell of popping corn. Few patrons are paying attention as the results trickle in, except for about five tables occupied by my supporters, friends, and family. They're nursing their drinks, scanning several big screens intently for news. The results appear. Conservative Joy Smith wins her seat, and I place third of five candidates. Canadians reward Stephen Harper with another minority government. The election of 2008 marks the lowest voter turnout on record, 58.8%. When winners and losers across Canada are counted, I know I'll be listed in a special category, the rejects. My companions there include one candidate who thinks homosexuals should be executed, a fellow who thinks Canadians should be allowed to carry concealed handguns, another who admits to skinny-dipping with teenagers and asking them to body-paint him, and still another who made a video of himself lighting up a joint while driving. We all bit the dust together.